Blog Talk Radio.
we're going to talk about how we fell for it again. We're going to talk about real life situations. We're going to talk about deception. How do we fall for the same thing in the same situation every time? When are we going to wake up and wise up? Eve fell for it. Lots of women nowadays still falling for it. What is it that you're referring to, you may ask? I'm referring to deception. I'm talking about on the simplest level. I'm not talking about some fancy, elaborate Ponzi scheme or pyramid scam. I'm referring to just telling them what they want to hear. Or maybe it's the system's fault for prying on a woman while she's in a weakened state. Let's talk about this. Good evening. Good evening. How are you, husband? I'm good. I'm good. We need to talk about how the system essentially has defrauded our women. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. When you talk about the system, um, let's, you know, be a little bit more in detail, um, talk about how um, when it comes, you know, specifically when it comes to our children, um, we allow the system to convince us that they're on our side when in reality they're not. The system is 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 out to protect themselves and look out for their best interests. It has nothing to do with, you know, trying to look out for the general public, um, more specifically women and children or or families. Um and, and I, I and it's discriminatory not only amongst race but amongst classes. Um, the system is as well. I agree. It's it's very sad that you are prey on on women. Um, it's very predatory. I don't can't respect anything like that. Right? So if if I come to you and I know that you're destitute and I offer you hundred dollars, yeah, fifty dollars. Just because you're desperate, if you will, or angry, or you don't have, I'm playing on your emotions, especially if you have kids to feed, and you're essentially going to take that $50 to do 
you know, maybe to um, wash the bus with your hands and scrub the tires and all these things that you wouldn't pay or propose someone in a normal situation or in a normal state. Does that make sense? Uh, sort of, sort of. So you're praying on my emotions. You're praying on my... Shit, emotions. Um, I think that what, what happens is... Um, I can give... Uh, Two perspectives. Um, one perspective, personal perspective, is is um, you know at one point I was a single parent and and I had this job, um, made good money, but I also worked overtime and got paid for it. And and um, so I just had our oldest son. And um, two weeks prior to having him, I was not working any overtime. So I was just making salary. Of course, the salary was low or the hourly wage was low. But anyhow, um, at that point, because I didn't work overtime, I qualified for, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but a program of what they call WIC. And what that does is, is it it's a public assistance program that you um, are eligible for based off of what you make and um, probably some other criteria too. I can't remember all that it was. And what it is, is it gives you certain, it gives you vouchers to get certain foods at no cost at the grocery store. And one of those items that I received um, was formula. I never forget, I, I was able to receive nine cans of formula a month. Um, and I was approved for this program for almost a year. Um, they didn't, you know, you didn't have to go back and requalify for it, but I think like once a year. But any in any case, um, when you look at it in that perspective, you have these new mothers who um, may be working and they go in and they qualify for this assistance. And what happens is, you know, you're able to get this assistance, but um, in getting that, they entice you with, oh, well, you, you may be able to, to get this program, that program, this program, and that program, and, and many different things. Of course, all programs have their own different qualifications for it. So I say they, they kind of set you up or try to suck you in to – what I would like to consider a um, permanent situation by offering you or enticing you with all these other things. And the uh, the unfortunate part was for me is, you know, I was working, um, and, and this is the only assistance that I could get. I wasn't making a whole lot of money, but I was making too much money to get other or qualify for other programs, but I wasn't making enough to, you know, make all my ends meet by myself. Anyway, um, there's some programs that, that gives you daycare vouchers, but 
you have to meet certain requirements. And then, you know, there's, there's some programs that give you medical insurance. You have to meet certain requirements. And I, I say that to say to go into this next phase of where the these programs that they offer you or they entice you with, if you are not married and you have children, then what happens is um, for some of these programs, they encourage you to take out or they say, well, yeah, you can get this, you can get this, you can get that, but you have to take child support out on your baby's father, okay? And so what they do is they say, well, if, if you pursue child support, then, then we can get you qualified or we can get, you know, $500 a month in child support. So what? guess what she sees? Dollar signs. She sees, you know, okay, well, that's fine. She's about to get all this all these other programs and qualify for all this other assistance. Meanwhile, she's going to go and take out papers on the baby's dad. And in her mind, she's set for life. But he's paying, right? He's the one that 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 is footing this bill, essentially. It's just going well, through yeah, but what happens is someone else. They, yeah, what happens is you take child support out on the baby's dad, and so... Whatever they say, oh, well, you, you get $500 a month, what's going to happen is they're going to charge, not only will they take, you know, a portion of that 500 to pay back towards, the, you know, the, the benefits that she's receiving, but they're also going to take, um, they're going to charge fees. But more than that, so if it's, if it's three years and she was working good for three years um, and she didn't, you know, take, child support on 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 the child um, when the child was born and she goes in at three years, five years or whatever, she has the ability to say, oh, well, he ain't ever done nothing. And so then what they do is they hit you with some kind of something called back child support. And so instantly you have the father of this child has a debt instantly that they absolutely have to pay because it's, it's, it's established and it's based on what she says. And um, now, regardless of the fact that you've been spending money on on diapers, pampers, and I mean wipes, and you know formula, and helping paying for you know daycare, and your family been standing in, and you know regardless of all that you have already been doing, you don't have receipts for it, then it doesn't matter. So what happens is the system that's created entices us as women to. Um, put our baby's father into a position um, that he can't get out of. And not only that, we believe this system is here to take care of us. Um, but the problem is, is when our, our children, especially boys, get grown, and they get pulled over while driving while black or, you know, they go into the grocery store with a hoodie on or, you know, they're hanging out in a park when a crime is committed. You know, where is the system that enticed you and, and offered you all this help when your child is in trouble? You see what I'm saying? So the same system that, you know, we think is designed to help us when it's all said and done, 
It's only designed to keep us back. It's designed to convince us that putting child support papers on our baby's fathers is the right thing to do. Um, it makes us think that, you know, we're going to be taken care of by doing that. It makes us, us think that we have support. Um, but in turn, it breaks our home. It breaks our children. It breaks it breaks the bond between, you know, the mother and the father, and then it, it cripples the possible or possible bond between the father and child because what happens is we as women say, well, you're not paying child support, you're not going to pick him up. So we start, because the system has allowed this division, we start to nourish it and, and you know, let this division and separation grow within our families because the system has promised us certain things um, out of life or, you know, certain benefits. Well, again, sounds like deception, <laughs> you know, yeah. especially if you receiving, but you're receiving the, the 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 money or the benefit, and he's receiving the bill. It is deception. So because why is it that? Am... I'm sorry. Go ahead. So why is it that we need an outside party, someone like to to influence our family? You know what I mean? Like you y'all just put a rift in our family. We allow that as women. And 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 I'm I'm not really sure why we welcome that. Um it my position is and always has been, you know, I'm not going to take child support out on you. You you we had this baby, you know he's here. If if you don't do anything for your son or daughter, um I'm not going to hunt you down and make you do it nor am I going to go and stand in front of a court or a judge to to make that happen. That's between you and guess who? Your God. What I am going to do is I'm going to get my ass up. I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do what it takes to be able to make sure we have, if even, the bare necessities. If that's all that I'm able to get, then I'll get it because um, for me, and and this is in the word. I don't know exactly where it is, but God can, um, Pastor can, can talk a little bit about it when he comes on. But the, but the Bible says that that you know God will take care of fatherless children. So if if you know if if you have a child or children by a man who's not presently active either financially or otherwise, then you just pray to God and God will take care of that. You don't you don't have to go to a judge or a court and child support and public assistance and, and do all that stuff because it is designed to cripple you. It is designed to keep you um, where you are and not advance you. It is, it is as you said, it is deception at its best, at its finest. I just think that it says something about a person who prays on the weak. 
and and, and or or system even that preys on the weak. Mm-hmm. If you if you prey on someone when they're down and out, like like really, you think like, about you, you think can about... you can come and drop you know a thousand dollars in my in my hand. I'm looking at you funny. It won't even spend the same to me because I didn't work for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about, um, you know, and of course you hadn't been through it, but you think about what women go through to to bring a life into this world. Okay, so you go through pregnancy, and then it's it's you know ten months, close to ten months of emotional ups and downs. Okay, but then you have to think about what trials, other trials and tribulations women go through. Um, because life doesn't stop when you get pregnant. It's not like your life stops and no more issues come just so that your body can handle this pregnancy. So emotionally, you're unstable. Your hormones are out of control, not to mention the fact that in some of these situations or probably in most of the situations where, you know, you're facing being a single parent, um, your baby's father or dad is, you know, acting up, and so y'all's relationship is breaking or is broken um, or was maybe non-existent to begin with. And so what you, you try to find solace in any assistance you can get because your life is changing, and now you're responsible for a person. You're responsible for a life. And you have no idea how you're going to make it. You don't, you don't even know, truthfully, how, you know, you survive from one day to the next, and now you have to take care of a life. And so what you do is you, you research and you have all these people who've been down been down that road, done that before, giving you advice. And so you start going to these places, seeking help, all the while you're being deceived, thinking that they're here to help you, and it's a it's supposed to be used as temporary basis to, you know, until you get on your feet or until you can make enough money. Um, but they have so many benefits that they're offering you, and it's almost overwhelming with all the help you can get. And I remember to myself thinking, I could get more if I quit my job. Like, I'm a working woman. So you mean to tell me that as hard as I work or as much as I work, I can only get this? But if I quit my job, I can get all this and take out child support out on him? So they make it so, look like right. something that is I'm not. Sorry. Go ahead. So it's like it's <laughs> they making it more de- make you more dependent yes. on them. Yes. But once again, the father is the one putting the bill. Yes. Once he so for all these women who's talking about I'm I'm mommy and daddy and you know, he, he he may pay child support. No, he's still he's still daddy, he's just not in the house. Well, so let me because 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 if he is 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 paying something, although it's going through the system, and you're getting it, 
he still take care of the house. Mm-hmm. Especially if you don't work. Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's paying that paying that child support, he's you know, he is taking care of the house. The thing is, well, better yet, no, I'm, I'm gonna say this: even if he's on child support, he's taking care of the house because he's that 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 number is still running. Every month yeah. you get something, that number is still running. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the thing about it is is that the unfortunate part is is, is that as women, um, you know, and I'm not and I'm not saying anything against the you know women who do this have done this or still feel this way or or have never felt this way. I can't speak for all women, but in my experience, and I have experienced it before, we kind of get on our own soapbox and we try to be superwoman and do it all and want to do it all and when we are in a position where we have to um, I would, I'm going to use the word provide but of course we've had a conversation about this before but when we have to provide for our household being that it's ourself and a, a fatherless or a husbandless home then with children, then we we get very high and mighty and we make our own rules. And um, it's one of those things to where, you know, if, if you can't do X, Y, Z, then you ain't coming to see him. Or he ain't coming over there um, because we make our own rules at that point. You know, we look at it and we say we doing this by I'm doing this by myself. You know, and so you don't get a say so in anything, right, wrong, or indifferent. We don't allow most cases. We do not allow the father to get a say so in any aspect of the child's life. Well, sometimes that's whether, you know, whether you got child support up or not. Some women, you know, get child support and, you know, the, the dad's calling and trying and, and they still, you know, saying, nah, you know, you ain't talking to him. You ain't call him last week, you know. So we're deceived by the system in who leads us to believe that they're here to help, but what they're doing is they're taking our children, literally. Um, they're, they're taking our boys' lives before they can become men, either by death or by jail, or in, in some cases by drugs. You see what I'm saying? But we, sit mm-hmm. and we depend on the system. We depend on the system to, to hold us down. But But when my boy... Or, you know, when it's standing in front of a judge and the judge thinks he's doing me a favor by saying, you know, well, I can give you X, but I'm only going to give you this because I know you come from, you know, a decent household and good people. You know, that's deception. 
because he's he's a part of the same system who who brought me in and enticed me to quit my job so that I can have all these other benefits. And don't get me wrong, I got to be responsible for my behavior towards the father of my child as well. But the problem is, is that this system created and and kind of fostered this negative energy and kind of fostered my ego and my behavior towards this man. And and now I can't pick up the phone and call him to be involved in this child's lives because I've let you all take over. I've let the system take over and be that, that other parent. Mm. You know, <clears throat> I have conversations and, when I hear people talk about, you know, I'm a father, I'm a father, I'm a father, but are you a daddy? You know what I mean? A daddy is there every day. There's a difference. A father is just who, who blood runs through you, who paternity, you know, who's a paternal parent. But every day, daddy has that relationship. So I believe that according to the Bible, Jesus was the only fatherless child, if you will. So (laughs) when you start talking about now this child has a father, but you don't allow him to be a daddy to this kid, maybe out of anger or emotions or what have you, then you turn to the system. Who's going to continue to broaden the, the the division, the divider, further away from the daddy or, or the opportunity for him to be a daddy to this child? You see where I'm going with this? I do, yes. You know, and sometimes they don't turn to the system after the fact. Sometimes that's the first place they go simply because they have people in their ear, family, friends, you know, who's saying, well, I wouldn't even wait. I would do this. I would do that. I would do this. Girl, you know, if you did this, you can do this. Or if you if you went down there and you said this, you could get that. You know, and, and we, we, we bring... Um, not only the system, but we bring others into our business, into our household, instead of praying and being led and listening to the prayer and and being led by God. Because, see, um, before a woman gets married, I'm not going to say she is the head of her household, but, but God is. And if your relationship as with God, if you have one, then you're supposed to lean and depend on that, not the advice of others. I mean, yeah, it's okay to talk and, and to see what, you know, what has been done and what others do, but for you to take the advice of someone over prayer, over the spirit, then, you know, that that's a fault within itself. Mm. You're right. Start with prayer and the relationship, but 
how many people we know that actually, I'm not going to say we know, but that, that go that route and develop the relationship with God. Because I believe, and when Pastor get on, he can confirm that, you know, God says bring all your troubles and, or burdens to me. And there's something else after that, but, you know. Yeah, I'm, I, I follow. Yeah, and I understand that, you know, because not, not everybody does that, you know. But I tell you this, um, for me, and we'll work for mine, and, and I'm not going to say that I'm the most blessed on earth, but, I mean, I, I, I think I've done or, you know, God has taken care of me. Um, and when I found myself in a situation, um, the first thing I did was pray and grow. Uh, in my faith, and maybe it's because you know it was it was ingrained in me. You know, we've had multiple conversations about it being foundational. Maybe it was because it was already part of my foundation. And as a as an adult, um, the onus was on me to build upon my foundation. So maybe that's why I turned to God and you know grew in my faith. And, you know, some people don't. I understand that not everybody has that. But here's, here's what it is for me. When you, when you take a look at the system and how we as, as women or as a people believe and put our trust and faith in a system, um, which is and has proven to be deceitful, um, then, <laughs> you know, for me, you don't have anything to lose if you try faith. Mm. I can dig that. I can really dig that. But you can still gain so much. Yeah, I mean it. it every you know, it, I mean things can probably get worse, but for the most part, for me. I trust God. I'm not trusting the system. I'm not trusting anybody who, you know, especially when it comes to my family, you know, um, I'm not trusting anybody who to, to say that or, you know, that they're going to do right by me and my family um, or to say that something is good or, you know, convince me that all these things are good when in turn you're making me dependent. You know, you, you're you making me a statistic, a statistic, you know, because what you're doing is you're putting me in a position to, de- to depend on the system, and then what happens? I stop work, I move, you know, to the projects or to – what they would call like affordable housing because I get, you know, I could get discounts on rent or rent vouchers or whatever. And then I take my, my baby to, you know, a, a daycare that accepts, you know, uh, vouchers, but it's one of those, I mean, I hate to say janky kind of daycares where you don't really know, you know, how everything is, if, if everything's on an up and up or not. But then, you know, what are you doing when your baby at daycare? 
that just gives you the ability to go out and do something else because you ain't got a job. If you get a job or if your boyfriend or your your potential husband or your baby's father want to move in with you, guess what? They put you out. If he say, you know what, let's just move in together, you know, I helped do this, I helped do that, then you can't move into that affordable housing with her because the stip- one of the stipulations are man can't live there. Mm. So they, why, they it's designed. And why is that? Now, Come on now. So man can't live there. Man can't step in and, you know, and maybe the the, the, the father and the, father and the mother reconcile. Right. Reconcile. And, and now they're, they're rebuild, trying to rebuild or, or establish the family unit. Mm-hmm. But you just told me that he can't live here. Mm-mm. So now you gotta what? live. It's just you and your children. And if you move them in, and they find out, then it's it's you know. And don't get me wrong, because I've never received this type of benefit. But if if you move them in, and they find out, you know, you move them in on the low, and they find out, then you you can and probably will get put out. And then there's probably a portion of the money that you have to pay back, but then you get booted from from these programs. So you start to lose these perks and benefits that you so-called had just because you had the father or the husband or the or the male or the head out of the house. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you this. I mentioned earlier in one of the conversations about uh, – when the serpent spoke to Eve, why didn't the serpent speak to Adam? You know why? Because Adam had dominance over him. Adam knew who he was. God told him directly. He heard directly from God. So I don't want this man in this house so I can continue to speak to the woman. And I can control the women. And I can, and you I know, can control. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what happens? You think about this on a on a grand on a grand scheme of things. What happens when when you start to control the mother? You start to control her children. And what happens when you start to control her children? Then, especially her boys, her boys that are supposed to grow and be black men. Guess what they do? They grow and they become black men in jail. They become black men on dope. They become black men selling dope. They become, you know, could be. Because I just put you in in a no-win situation. I, I just put my child. But, see, as women, the unfortunate part is when we go through these things, the only thing that we're trying to do is get help. But we're being deceived by a system that's, that's not here. This system does not want to help our black boys being 100% real. They don't give a shit about our black boys, even our girls. The problem is they, they fear our boys. And so what they do is they employ their fear tactic on us as moms and have us depend on them as, you know, as moms. We depend on them. And then what happens? Because what happens when our lights get turned off and our son sees that? He thinks he has to go out and be the man and go out and hustle to provide. 
all the meanwhile, I'm supposed to be getting this government assistance. So now my son has gave way to the streets because he got to go out and and help mom make ends meet. But I'm supposed to be getting all this help. But at some point, you know, the help, it, it must start dwindling down or whatever. I don't know. Again, I'm not 100% sure on, on how all of the programs work. Um, but we've, we've seen it on TV, and it's it's probably – very, very close to it. You know what I'm saying? So your son go out and hustle, go out and game bang or do whatever he has to do to make ends meet. But as soon as he get in front of a cop or detective for whatever he's done wrong, then they're not going to give mercy. They're not going to take mercy or pity because, you know, well, we've been helping this mom. So we've been helping her on this way. So let's go ahead and help her get her son straight. Nah, they going to lock his ass up. Mm. But that's but that's what it's designed to do. And now we know him because remember he's now in the system. We yeah. we have his social, we have his picture, we have you know I'm assuming fingerprints and DNA possibly, I don't know, but we know who he is. Mm-hmm. And we know his dad ain't in the house, according to whatever it is the mom has told. Because remember, the only story that they get is the side that they take care of. They only get the they only get the mom's story. And she can go yeah, in no, and no say, one, "No one want to interview the dad." The dad, no, she can go in and say whatever it is she wants, and they're gonna write it down. And it, at that point, whatever she said becomes law. And it becomes part of the whole scheme to keep this family separated and broken. Yep. Separated and broken. Deception. That's what it does. But if the man comes in here, we have no control. Because the man's going to do what... Right. All right. You have no control other than the fact of, you know, if she goes in and she put paperwork out on him, you know, it's going to take, you know, thousands of dollars in an attorney to reverse that shit, not even to reverse it, to even have, you know, have it considered the untruth because they, it's, again, it's designed to keep families broken. It's designed to control women um, of, of certain classes, um, financial class in in certain races um, or women who are unmarried is designed to keep them in a state of dependence to exert control. So 
your advice to to a young sister who's going through something, and let's say you know, uh, I know who the who my child's father is. Uh, in this, in this particular situation, we're going to try to work it out. You know, uh, but I fell on some hard times when I had to go and depend on, uh, had to go and get some help. What would be your advice to them? That's understandable. You know, if you go and get the help, but get the help that you need. Don't take everything that they're offering simply because they're offering because when you do that, there's certain things that you're going to give up and certain things that you have to do and probably continue to do. So if you go and you need help with formulas, then try to get into the program that provides help with formula. Or if you need help with daycare, try and get into that help, that program. And the unfortunate part is, again, it's not, you're not going to qualify. You may not even qualify for the help that you need because you may be in that middle where you make just enough money to throw you out of the qualification, but not enough to make these ends meet. So the only thing you can do is the only thing that I can recommend is what worked for me is to grind it out and make those sacrifices. Um, You know, I was 26 before I ever got a pedicure. Please hear me and understand that. 26 years old before I ever had a pedicure. And the only reason was because I was too big to bend over and do it myself. Okay? Because I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So that's in their $30. Plus now, with all this extra stuff that they want to do to your feet, it's more than that. So that's $30 that I could have taken. And, and back in those days, I could have gotten three cans of formula. And guess what? That's three cans more than I had. See what I'm saying? So you have to scale back and do whatever is absolutely necessary. That's the only advice I can give, especially if you and the baby's father are are doing okay and, you know, he may be struggling too. So it's it's kind of one of those things where if you got a plan a week in advance to ask for pampers or to ask for wipes, then, you know, you may want to go ahead and set up that phone call and say, hey, look, I'm running low. I got enough to make it through next week, but, you know, you get paid next week. I don't. I need you to run me some pampers over here. So you have to plan ahead and go ahead and have those conversations because you got to remember, you're not the only one who has struggles. Everybody struggles, and just because he doesn't have, you know, that child, the extra weight or all of the weight, financial weight of that child, doesn't mean he doesn't have financial struggles. I agree. I think that that's the part that we forget about is the conversation. 
we got to communicate. Mm-hmm. What's, I mean, what's wrong with saying, hey, listen, I need you to bring this. And and even if uh, y'all may not be on the best terms, but having a conversation and give him an opportunity to do for his child. Mm-hmm. Like, how is it your ego is that big to where you don't even want him to, you don't want to have a conversation because That's the funny needs. thing. That's the funny thing about it. I don't even know if it's ego. I don't know if it's emotion. I have no, I'm, part of me want to go ahead and say it's ego because, again, sometimes, you know, we get that that super woman mentality. I can do this and I can do anything that you do. I can, I can do it better, that kind of attitude. I understand that. But the crazy part about it is this. It only takes 10 months to, you know, carry a baby and, and have a baby. So how how can you be sexing him up and down 10 months ago and now you can't stand it? You can't. That, in my mind, I don't understand how you go from one end of the spectrum all the way to the other in the short amount of time it takes to bring a child into this world. Mm. And it could be Especially when, you know, you, you've been in a relationship like y'all been together for years. I mean, you mean to tell me you spend two, three, four years with someone, and then in, in over the course of 10 months, you go from giving him everything you got to trying to burn his house down or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, you do. I don't, I don't understand that. My thing is this. If you feel this way about him now, then you shouldn't have gave him none then. Hindsight mm. is always twenty twenty, but just being real. You know, you shouldn't lay with somebody that you don't even like. That's stupid. Don't matter how good the sex is. If you don't like him, considering the fact of that that there are diseases and there's possibility of pregnancy, if you don't like him, why would you even put yourself in a position to be stuck with him for the rest of your life? In either capacity. So for me, forget all about that. You still have to have conversations. I mean, whether you liked him or not, you liked him enough to give him some, you better like him enough to pick up the phone and call him and say, hey, I'm going to need a can of milk for this baby. Or I'm going to need. Right. I'm going to need, you know, I got to work. You know, I I don't get off till five. Can you, you know, pick him up, her up from daycare? You know, I mean, you have to do that because the the fact of the matter is this: is that is his child too? So if both y'all child are without because of your ego, uh, ego. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's not that's not a good look for on the parents we have on both. It's not. But you know, in the world is. Go ahead. Sorry. More so, you know, when you let your ego get in the way of your child being comfortable. 
you allow the system like when when you when you go in into a system and you're deceived into getting all these benefits, you allow them to do a job that God designed for man. Um, my position is is you know why do you allow a court system or a, you know um, government assistance of any sort intervene with the natural balance that God has already given? He only gave the ability to procreate to a man and a woman. It's impossible for me to sleep with a system and get pregnant. It's impossible for me to sleep with another woman and get pregnant. And and same for, for, for a man. So the reason it's that way is because as parents, when you have children, the the mother and the father provides a balance in that child's life. Not to mention that the that the science, the DNA, that child is is going to be part A and part B. You but see both. what I'm saying? Right. Right. So there's he, no system in that. There's no C in that anyway. There's no there's no system in that. So he is gonna need or she is gonna need to know how to function as a part A and how to function as a part B. Cause there's some things that we get from my mama, some things we get from my daddy. But in order, you know, like in, I would I would think in order to know how to tame certain things, you got to know what you get from who. Well, like, not even to change, but even just to understand. I, well, I, I not change. I said tame, like T A M E, or you know what oh, I'm saying. Tame. Yeah. So, you know, for instance, I have I have a problem where. I say what's on my mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. My mama also has that same problem. Right? In order okay. for me to know, in order for me to recognize that, I gotta watch her and see how she moves. Like, okay, mm-hmm. when she say what's on her mind, no matter who she hurt, well, I don't wanna hurt people. You know, like I you know, my intentions are good. I mean, I want to speak what's on my mind, but I want to be tactful and respectful in the same manner. See what I'm saying? So in order I for do. me to learn, in order for me to learn how to speak my mind and be tactful about it, I got to see, you know, how she do hers. Because that's where I get it from. You got to see where you got it from. Absolutely. I got to see where I got it from. You know, and then I got to see how they move in order to understand and decide how I want to move. It's, it's like, you know, you you grow up, you watch your mama and your daddy work. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But in order for you to figure out your work ethic, you got to watch both of them and be like, okay, well, I'm more like my daddy. I like working with my hands. So then what do you do? You start to clean kind of more to your daddy to learn how to work with your hands. You see what I'm saying? That's that's what children do. That's 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 what helps give them their identity. That's what helps shape them. They they look at their parents. 
and they 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 begin to to pick those qualities that they that they see in each one of them and they begin to you know use them or, or focus on those qualities more that makes them who they are but when you have a system that come in and keep the father from becoming from being daddy now mm-hmm. this child don't know who he is and he's moving based off of you know i guess for lack of better words ignorance because yeah. he lack of knowledge so mm-hmm. now he's just moving without direction without aim all because mm-hmm. the system deceived his mom or she sought it out out of emotion mm-hmm. because remember now it's, it's 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 more so about uh, either benefit or um, a, a bandage or a pacifier. It's not mm-hmm. not about the kid for the most part. Right. It's about just that. Right. It's about the mom. It's about, it's the, mom. about the mom. Hold that thought. Let's let's introduce Pastor to the line. Pastor, welcome. Good evening to everybody. <clears throat> Good evening. How's it going? Um, everything is well, man. Just got in, just got a chance to call. So um, I'm listening to you guys. Continue, please. Well, we are. We we just just talking about how you know the system has well, deceived our women, just like you know when the serpent deceived Eve. You know why don't yeah. the system talk come or speak to the man? Because the system know the serpent knew that Adam had dominion, so he had to go to the weaker quote unquote to to get through to penetrate. Yes, sir. Because yes, sir. and and that's how we're uh, relating with with modern day, especially with like child support or or and that type of thing. So it's. One of those things where the system again is deceiving our women and saying, "Hey, we'll take care of you. We'll take care of this this kid." When the actuality, they going at the father still, but the systems don't want a relationship. The system don't want the father to be a daddy to this kid. The system don't even want to foster. The family unit, like the mom and daddy, can't mm-hmm. get back together because in the event they do, we, we got to get you out of this this section eight or this affordable this, housing, this, yeah, this housing, affordable housing, right, mm-hmm. right. But there's a there's another side of that thing, and the system is fully involved. But um, you know, as, as a man, you know, we'll get angry at the system and we'll start to fight the system. And what happens is that takes us farther away from our responsibilities mm-hmm. with our woman and with our children and things of that nature. We're, we've already been, you know, kind of just separated. But, you know, when it comes to that story of Adam and Eve, you know, there's a lot of interpretations of it. And I welcome everybody's. Um, and I've looked at so many angles of that story. and I And I begin to ask myself, you know, why did she – 
why was she so open and so welcoming to, you know, the the enemy or the serpent or the devil or whatever you want to call him? Why was she so welcoming and open to him? Why? I mean, you know, first of all, uh, you know, to be honest with you, he wasn't someone that was ugly. I mean, you think about it, if he was ugly and nasty looking and whatever, she wouldn't have even gotten anywhere near him. He had to be somewhat attractive. He had to be, you know, and when you get an actual description of the enemy in Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, it talks about how his body was literally all but covered in in, in, uh, jewelry, you know, when I say jewelry, jewels or whatever. So he he was beautiful. So she may have been somewhat attractive, but I think part of the problem was she was talking to him because she wasn't communicating with her husband. And when those lines mm-hmm. of communication are broken down, then, you know, as a woman from time to time, you want somebody to talk to. You just you just want to talk to somebody sometimes. And so uh, she talked to the only one that was present. So what I'm saying is the the system is designed to divide families, but then as men, you know, we're not we're, – we're failing in two areas. Number one, you know um, – we're not communicating with the woman the way she needs to be communicated with. You know, we feel like as long as I bring home, you know, the bacon, she can fry it up in the pan. She can do all this other stuff, but I ain't got to talk to her. You know, I'll just give you this, and you, you make it happen, but we don't have to communicate. But then on the other side, when the system gets involved, they make sure that, you know, one of the things they'll tell you, when it comes to child support, depending on how far you're behind, they'll tell you, you know, you don't even send it directly to the woman. You send it to the system, you know, and also you don't, you, I don't want you to have contact with her. You stay away from her. So they keep us separated. They don't give us a chance to try to reconcile or try to come back together or try to become a family again. They don't, they don't, they don't do that. And so as men, we get angry with the system and, uh, that drives us further away from that woman, and and it's a double-edged sword, man. So at some point, we got to get back to doing what we're supposed to do. And I'm not gonna say eliminate the system, but you know, don't ever get involved in the system. You got to, because those jokers will leave you in Section Eight housing, and most of them own them. They own the property, so they're mm-hmm. making the money off of it. Most of them own the. Most of them own the uh, the the check cashing places where it's six hundred percent interest. They own those, you know. So they get you going and they get you coming, man. So we gotta we gotta avoid the system at all costs. We got to respect it, understand that it's there, but don't get caught up in it because that will keep you away from your woman, your children, uh, your responsibility. You know, I don't need the system to take my money and pay my woman to take care of my children. You, you know, I, I, I've told my wife on several occasions, listen, if anything ever happens, you will do yourself a disservice by going to, um, you know, quote, unquote, the white man. And it's just something that I was saying at the time. I haven't said it in a while. But you don't have to go there. These kids are my responsibility. And if I got to eat beans and franks, you know, they're going to be taken care of. You don't have to go to them. The system don't need to get a cut out of what I'm doing for my kids. That's still my kids. Yeah. And and unfortunately a lot of our women have ended up talking to 
the system, and that's what I call that enemy that was talking to her. That, that's who Eve was talking to. She talked to the system, and the system mm. talked to her right out of her blessing. Mm. The system mm-hmm. got her to do something that she knew better than to do. <laughs> So, and we we agree. Well, based on you know our conversation, we agree with you 100. percent You know the system did that, but yes. one thing we didn't think about was, you know, how was the system able to come in and do so? But we did mention the communication aspect. Yeah, yeah. Usually, you know, man, we still something is got to communicate. Yeah, yeah, usually there's something missing somewhere. I mean, when I call you, you know, late at night, boo-hooing and crying and snotting and all this and other stuff, I'm calling you because there's something missing. There's, there's something somewhere that's, that's gone afoul, you know. But now if I'm really your friend, you know, and I really love you, I really love your wife or whatever, I should talk to you, um, you know, uh, when things are going completely fine. I shouldn't just call you whatever you know, I'm falling off the edge of the cliff, you know, and unfortunately that's where marriage and relationships have gotten to. We don't talk unless we got to, you know, we we don't talk unless we've got to. We we avoid it at all costs. Look, here's the money. We do like the old, them old G's come in, here's a sack of potatoes, and here's my rest of my check. Now I'll see you next week. I'm going somewhere else, you know, go get my side piece. Um, and we got to open up the lines of communication, man. We got to talk. And I'm talking about in the church, in the shop, in the streets. We got to talk. We got to communicate, man. We got to communicate. We cannot. You're absolutely right. Yeah. The worst yeah. thing a man yeah. want to hear is we need to talk. Oh. Man, you get that right. You get oh. that, boy, I'm going to tell you, that caused everything to draw up. I mean, I better clarify that right there. But yeah, well, I'm going to leave it right there. It is what it is. But it does, man. It's like, oh, not that. Not the talk. Oh, my God. And it can, right. and it can be the simplest thing. Just, just preface it with something else. But that we need to talk. Oh, man. But when it comes to, like you said, you know, the system has set it up to where there's no more communication. Yeah, you ain't doing this. Right. You ain't doing this. What I need to talk to you for? Yep. Yep. That's it. And then he took the woman. The system took the woman out of the household. And by no means, women, am I degrading women. I'm not going to say that women need to stay, as you know, James Evans said, you know, in the kitchen, in the bedroom. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that there was a time that. A lot of women were home and they were taking care, you know, of being a homemaker was a professional uh, responsibility, something that you could do with mm-hmm. pride. You took care of your husband. You took care of the household. You you handled your business and was proud to do so. But because of, I don't know, personal desire, greed, and the system, it takes two incomes. So now the system has the woman out there and the man out there, so now – uh, here we are. We really don't see each other now. And now, when we get do see each other, we got to come in, take care of the kids, and we're too tired to communicate. And before you know it, the system has killed your family life, your sex life, and your future. You know, because we got caught up in the system. And that's horrible, man. But that's that's real talk. But like it was mentioned earlier, 
by the Mizzes, when it comes to the system now, you know, you 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 already given the system your kid. You've already, mm-hmm. you know, they know the they know the social, they know the name, they have a picture, possibly, you know, and now it's theirs, but you're still paying for it, and you have absolutely yeah. no say so. No. I got to get permission to come get my child to take him, you know, across state lines, if you will, you know, That's to right. a family reunion or what have you. That's right. I got to get permission. This is my son. No, your child is part of the system. Your child is <laughs> you now part ask, of the system. Yeah, now you got to ask them, is, is it okay? And then they'll tell you, okay, have him on by this time. Have him home by this time. Yeah. Y'all need to be home by this time. Y'all need to be home by this time. There you go. There you go. There you go. Now we're gonna we're gonna suspend your driver's license. We're gonna do everything to in to to prevent you from generating revenue to take care of your child all because you didn't give it give the money to me. That's right. To give to her. That's right. It has to hit my hand first. Part of my French, but she ain't go through you to give me the. Hmm. I got you. Uh-uh. I got you. I got you. But that's that is the way. That's the way that it is, partner. And you know we can we can talk. We can flip it any way you want to flip it. But you know, once the system gets involved, I'm telling you, it is um it is, it's 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 difficult. Um, you know, to to get things back in order. I didn't say impossible, but it is extremely difficult. Extremely mm-hmm. difficult. Wow. I think we, as mothers, we do our, ourselves a disservice when we go and you know seek help from the system, like in in that aspect. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I I understand the intent. Yeah. We don't, you know, it's a system that deceives us when our boys or our girls are young and saying that, oh, we're going to, we're going to take care of you. We're going to get you this. We're going to get you that. And he's going to do X, Y, Z. And this is just how it's going to be. And then what happens is, like like you all said, because we've gotten the system involved, we've already started to create that wedge, to drive that wedge in our family and between our children and their father. But then as time goes on and the system continues to be involved and you continue to lean on the system, um, that wedge and gets even bigger. And mm-hmm. we've inadvertently removed completely our father's or our children's father's influence. So our or children have lost the balance. Even. Don't forget. Or the Don't identity. The identity. Yeah. So our, yeah. our children have lost the balance that, that one is needed for their growth, but two, it, it's also balance is, is ordained because that, that's what, you know, God gave the, the ability to procreate to both a man and a woman. So, so we've removed that by by bringing in a system or by getting as what we would call it. We just need help versus having a conversation or you know 
as I would say, you know, grinding it out and making sacrifices until. Because even if it's sour or bitterness or, you know, if, if the relationship ended badly or whatever, if enough time passes, you both right. can be healed from that. That's right. That's right. Time and, and we, yeah, and we do our children a disservice because it's like we're sitting and we're so angry and we're so mad and, you know, you left me with this baby, I'm going to do this, this, this. And, you know, sometimes it's done out of, out of hatred or bitterness. Sometimes it's done simply because it's a pure need. But I think the bottom line is our children suffer, even in the long run. You know, even in the long run. Hold that thought. Let's introduce caller 5473 to the line. Welcome. Well, your mic is live whenever you decide to join in. Now, you were saying how the system... Oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, Ms. Quick. Please go ahead and continue. I had a question for you, but I lost it. No, I, w- I was actually done. I was just saying how when we, you know, when we go in and seek help for whatever the reasons may be, we just we just do a disservice to our children because they they suffer both immediately and in the long run from it. And you know, here we go now. What about when this is is done out of spite, right? Let's say we we agree that we won't make it together, together as a unit. But I not go off and do my thing. You do your thing. I get married, and now. Because I've gotten married, or because I've moved on, now we got to go get the system involved. Out of spite. Now the system is like your your hitman, if you will. Yeah, spite and jealousy. Spite and jealousy. So should there be some type of, of, of buffer or questionnaire or, or something just to say, hey, I mean, even just to, to keep the playing fields level, right? Just so I know that you're not doing this or it's for the best interest of the child. I mean, if it was truly upstanding, that's, everything would be surrounding that versus it being, you know, a mother who's bitter or a woman who's scorned. They always say, now, I'm only here now because he's gotten married. He's moved on away from mm-hmm. me. And I'm going to tell the child he got a new family. He don't care about yeah. you. I think any and everybody always say that, you know, it's, it's for the child, it's for the child. But the truth be told, it's 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 not. Um, you know, when when the court, when the case is created and um, the court automatically puts the father versus the child. So it will be, you know, Monica versus Quick or, you know what I'm saying, or the the child's name versus the father. So they say it's for the best interest of the child, but the child has no idea that this paperwork even exists. 
and some and has no idea that you know anything of this process. So they say if it's for the good of the child, how come the child isn't brought in to say, well, I get this, that, then the third for my daddy, or I could pick up the phone and call my daddy if I want him to come get me. Here, come get me right now. Like they don't involve the child in any of these proceedings, any of the questionnaires, any of these hearings. The woman goes down to the office, says whatever she needs to say, and they make her sign an affidavit saying that what she's saying is true. No, the whole time it's a lie, but, you know, it's done anyway. And Ain't nobody checking facts. Ain't nobody, no, no. Um, So, yeah, there should be some type of checks and balances, but guess what? It's the system, and so the system doesn't want a level playing field because what they want to do is they want to create and help this family divide so they can do what? Conquer. Um, we, there was, I went to a church some years ago, and, and in this sermon, the pastor said that, you know, they, they there's like a, a report or they, they do um, some type of research, and they build jails based on the analysis on third grade boys, black boys. Okay. Uh, so they, right. So they start, so they're using reports and analysis of, of third grade boys to determine how many jails they're going to need. So, so we go and we try to get help from a system that as soon as my boy is in third grade, they're building his cell because he fits the profile of a criminal. And this system that I've depended on to help me financially, because that's what it's about. It's about putting them what they think to be in a good financial position. This system that's supposed to, that supposedly is helping me financially then turns around starts to plan their future jails based on the statistics that, that my son fit in. And if and when we get to the point where he's committed a crime or done something or he could be mistaken identity, this same system that I've trusted to help me is going to be the same system that takes my baby? Mm. And Pastor, we're supposed to be okay with that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Well, I, I don't know what it's like in your state. I don't know what it's like in other states, but the state that I reside in, um, I just left the prison a week and a half ago. I'll be going back uh, here real soon. Um, I'm in and out, and I have seen and sat and discussed the data to where they look at, um, you know, uh, elementary and middle school grades, and um, and also um, the lifestyle of the kid, and they can determine from there. You know, it has shown them that, you know, a certain percentage of the time, which is a very high percentage of the time, if kids cannot, um, you know. Um, do the work at school, in other words, math and 
things. In other words, if they have not gotten to a certain level to where they can function in society and they are from a single-parent home, then that's the data, some of the data that they use to add on to existing prison facilities. So that is a known mm-hmm. fact in my state, and um, they do use those. And so uh, one man said it like this, and he was, I guess, making a joke, but at the same time, I, you know, I, I took stock in what he was saying. He said, you know, he said the thing about it is, he said, uh, as these kids are growing up, he said they'll never own a house themselves. He said, so what we're going to do is we're going to put them in a house and give them a roommate, and we're going to make sure that they're mm. well taken care of. You know, so it's sort of like, wow, well, I can't build a house, so this is what you're doing for me? And uh, and so they, they do use some of that raw data to, depend, to, de- uh, to determine that, and it's based all because um, they know how many is already caught up in the system. They already know this kid is dad is so many years behind in child support, you know. And don't forget, man, you know, in my state again, uh, they get funding to build prisons and to add on the prisons. Uh, In the county that I go and, you know, go to the prison at, um, the two biggest buildings in that county are the courthouse and the prison. That's it. And, you know, you got to understand that that creates jobs, that stimulates the economy because now, and I'll just use this company, I'm not going to say it's this company, Campbell Soup can uh, sell so much uh, soup to the uh, state government to, to feed the prison. So now they're, they're, they're benefiting from this. The system is making money regardless. The system is making money whether you go to prison or whatever, but when you get caught up in it, I'm telling you, man, uh, it is something else. And they'll put out data that says it costs this much to take care of each prisoner per year. Okay, and they say, well, it's coming out of your tax money and on and on and on, but you just got to read <laughs> read the fine lines between it, man. You, you'd be surprised at how much they're generating. They've built schools because of, uh, you know, prison inmates and things of that nature. So, um it's amazing, and you don't see prisons built, at least not in my state, uh, in suburban areas. They're only built in rural areas. And they say it's safe for the residents, but which residents? I happen to not live in suburbia. Well, right now I guess I do, but, you know, the, the thing about it is you're still building it in an area where a lot of people live. So it's, you know, it's best to... Just stay out of the system. Understand that it's there, but don't rely on a system to do anything. Don't even rely on the system, I mean, for nothing, for nothing. You get your little bonus cards at your supermarkets, and they say, well, you know what? Uh, that's where you can get 10% off on your gas or on whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's true, but we can track your spending too. So now we know that uh, – you buy a lot of slit malt liquor, so guess what? We'll sell that in your community, but we won't sell it in the suburban area. You know, they can track your spending. They know what you're buying. They know, you know, we just, we, we're system, excuse the expression, Miss Quick, Mr. Quick, excuse this. I don't mean to say this, but I'm going to say it. We're system hoes. That's what we are, man. We are just, we are just, we, anything that makes, a, supposedly makes our life easier, we fall for the okie doke, but that's how they track you know, our mm-hmm. spending, they our purchases. You know, why is it that you don't sell chitlins in the in the in the in the in the, in the suburban area? 
you sell you sell um you know escargot over there you know mm-hmm. but you know you sell chitlins over here to me you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm not saying we have to buy them i'm not i'm not saying that i'm not saying i'm above them i'm i mean i'm i'm just saying man there is a system there is a system and uh we need to be aware of that and not allow our children to get caught up in that system not don't don't do it don't do my mom's probably one of the first times I heard a cuss. One of the first times I heard a cuss, and, you know, it wasn't the last, but one of the first was, um, you know, we used to get, uh, they didn't call it government assistance, and they call it food stamps. And it was a book that you'd have a five, a 10 in it, and a one, and things like that, you know. And to determine all of that, uh, when we got in the system, we literally, they would tell us when we would go to be vaccinated. Uh, they would um, get samples, hear me now, of our urine and our feces. We had to send it in, literally, you know, and they kept records of all of this stuff, all of this stuff. I mean, they really They're did. They're making sure you get vaccinated. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And what happened was somebody came to my mom's house and brought a box of fruit, and I don't remember how big the box was. And the lady began to talk about the statistics that because there wasn't a father in our house that, you know, um, you know, the, ma- the majority of young black boys will end up in prison or, you know, dead or whatever. And, you know, the woman was talking, and, and I don't remember all that she was saying, but I remember my mom just started cussing and speaking loud, ran that woman away and made her take her fruit with her. She, my son is not going to blah, blah, be blah, blah, blah. You know, and, um, you know, I was just shocked that mama was cussing, you know, but then when she explained <laughs> what it was all about, you know, I got, I got mad. I mean, I, I got mad. But and you didn't start cussing. Got, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, I started telling everybody what mama said word for word so I could get me one in, man, you know. All right, get me in when I can. Yeah. <laughs> so. But my mom went out and got, you know, as Monica said earlier, she started grinding. She got a second job to, you know, to offset, you know, what we weren't getting from my dad. And back in that day, you didn't get child support. It it just didn't happen. Like, you got government assistance, but not child support. So, you know, man, we we can – the system is there, I guess, if we use it properly, but we can't let the system use us. We just got to right. fulfill our responsibility, man. Communicate, you know, sacrifice, you know, talk to those, you know, people in the world that will help you if you need help, you know, but we got to do our part, man, to avoid the system and more than anything, and, you know, and that's getting God's system. He has a system too, but we got to follow it. We, we got to follow. We can't allow, um, you know, <clears throat> the world to, we can't go to the world when we got problems. We got to learn to go to. What God. about what about community? You know what I mean. Like what? I remember back when you know in my uh, fraternity, you know <laughs> when there when there's a widow, we always every year we you know collect for the widow. Period. Well, that's, well, that's a biblical. Mandate, but it doesn't happen anymore. It because 
you know, a lot of the times <laughs> the people say, well, you know, I had to go out and get it. Let her go get it. or, or whatever. You know, they got the wrong attitude about it. Or the widow's out making sure that, you know, Roosevelt from around the corner is taking care of her, you know. And usually, you know, sometimes one of the deacons in the church. And, you know, <laughs> you know, he, he, he knows who's on the sick and shut-in list. He knows who the widows are, and he makes sure he makes his rounds. You know, so, but yes, that what you just said, that was the way that it was. And God did say to take care of the elderly and the widows and the and the fatherless children. He, that's a mandate that he told us to do. And that's why you saw what you saw. But again, we've gotten away from it. And we'll go visit them and say, girl, you can go get some help. You got three kids, girl, you can get 1800 a month. And you can get a free cell phone. And you can get an apartment with cable. You know, that that's that's I'm sorry, but that's a lot of the conversation from time to time. And everybody is not that way. I got that, but um, you know, man, this is this is my line of work, if you will. So I see it on the regular. I don't I don't see I don't see it, you know, around Christmas time, you know, it might pick up, but I see it I mean, on the regular, man, this is just where and it's usually I've never in all these years of ministry, I've never had a man to come to me and say, hey, look, I'm having some trouble raising my kids or feeding my kids. I'm going to need a little help. It's always women that says, you know what, I, I've been left with all of them, and, I, and I'm just in a bind, and I need, I do need some help. And sometimes we will help them because we know what the alternative is. There's not a mother out there that's going to let their children starve. And some of the women will say, well, listen, I ain't gonna work my fingers to the bone, but what I will do is spread my legs. So you 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 have to. I mean, that's just a reality, y'all. And and every woman is not that way. I promise you. You got some women out there, man, that just say, uh, uh-uh, we're not gonna starve and we're not gonna stay broke. And they'll get out there and grind, man. They will. But you know, rarely are the men left with the children. Very rarely, you know. Um, are they left with the children? I've got an uncle, and um, his daughter now, I guess she got to be around late 30s or whatever. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, the wife left, and uh, he was left with the daughter. And, you know, I guess he did his best trying to raise her up, but he had his family right there to help him out. So that's one of the few that I've seen that left the kids with the man. And she went on, and she... You know, had another kid, got remarried, and I see her from time to time, and she's doing okay. But I don't know, man. I just I struggle with knowing that you know you went and created another one when you're not taking care of the one you got. How you walk away from your daughter? But then I guess you know, could ask me how I walk away. So I don't know, man. You know, I I have a I have a brother that. that they come in and you know he's raising he's a single father you know uh yeah. Woodor you know his his wife went on the glory and I I talk to him just like because regardless of the players in the game the situation still the same you know what i mean if you need you need right period i'm not i'm not just limited to helping a woman in need I'm helping someone in need regardless, male, female, black, white. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I understand. Because yeah. Uh-huh. 
you're in need. That's what we're supposed to do. I mean, if there's no criteria, there's no, you know, no stipulations or <clears throat> something to qualify you to receive help. Mm. Period. But that's what we're supposed to do. We, as a community, we're supposed to help those in need. If we help each other, we won't have to go and rely on the system. Yep. Especially if there's some type of family, you know, uh, before the community. You know what I mean? Like you got mother, you got granddaddy, you got whoever before the community because the community is there to assist as well. Ideally, you know, you got the churches, you have um, the lodges, you have so many places that you can go and say, hey, you know, I need help. You know, we always did back-to-school drives, uniform drives. You know what I mean? Not just pencils and pens and paper. You bought uniforms. And it's not limited, or we don't say, well, you know what? Since you're a woman, you go. Since you're, nah. Oh, you got two kids, three kids? Come on, you come on up. You get to us. Oh, you got ten kids? Come on up. Oh, you got one? Well, let's help out the ones with more first. We got you, but they need a little bit more help right now. Mm. I think that's what we're supposed to do. I mean, get me right if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I can't disagree with you. I, I, you know, I'm embarrassed to say that. You know, a lot of us, we know right, but are we doing it? Or are we doing it um, as long as it's convenient for us? You know, man, when, you know, you, you got to see some of these things through. And that's the one thing that the, that the uh, system has that we don't have, and that's unlimited resources for the most part. They can, you know, make it seem as though we're really doing you a, a major favor Solid. when in reality – you know, you're not doing me a favor. You're actually crippling me. Miss mm-hmm. Quick, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you're right. We are supposed to be, we're supposed to have that community. And I think, you know, the unfortunate part is part of that problem and the reason why we don't have these helping hands reaching is because of one, they're probably part of the same system that we that we're talking about. Two, you know, uh sometimes people just don't want to see you succeed. They're trying to succeed and they're trying to they're trying to pass you and you know, if you're struggling they don't want to help you because they don't want you to pass them. Um so is is I think that we we as a people have to get out of that mindset and not compete with each other because for me, what God does for me, he can do for you too. But what God has for me is for me and what he has for you is for you. So it's kind of one of those things to where when you, when you have your relationship and you have your faith um, and you're growing in God, you allow him to bless you. And and not look at someone who's receiving 
those blessings as your competitor or as your enemy, you know, and even more so if you have something to to help out, give and go help because, you know, the more you give, the more you'll get because that's what, that's what it's about. The more you're able, you know, to, to help others, the more God is going to help you. And I've seen that time and time again, regardless of, once again, who. I mean, he's going to give you opportunities to to help. He's going to, you say you're going to do this, he's going to call you bluff. But if we limit it and say, well, we're only going to help black people, ooh, we're only going to help women, or hell, we're only going to help black women, you just limited your opportunities for God to bless or to help you. Come on, Pastor. Where you at? Where you at, Pastor? Uh, <laughs> I'm here and I'm I'm um just just embarrassed at where we are, uh, uh angry at where we are. I mean, even in, with our selective um, assistance, you know, if you're just going to help, you know, to me, man, um, I can't just help a black man. It may be in my nature to just say, I'm just going to help, you know, a black man. Maybe that's in my nature. I, I don't know. But the truth of the matter is, man, you know, help is help, you know, or whatever. And I, and I think we need to do a better job of um you know of that, and and again, the thing about it is, we are limiting ourselves. We really are, because here we are. If I'm just going to help black folk, well, do I want just black folk to bless me? No, I, I want right. it from every source. You know, I don't want just you know the black dollar. I want and the white dollar. I want that green dollar. You know, so I want that green dollar. Uh, yeah, that's what that's. I like that one. That one's universal, baby. <laughs> I like that one, but um. It's time for us to examine ourselves. It's time for us to look at, time for us to check ourselves out. You know, we're not going to change society until we change as individuals. And I got to look at me and say, okay, what what is what am I doing? What what is my um, how am I being an aid to someone? Am I blessing folk the way I want to be blessed? Am I walking by needs? Am I storing up for myself and forgetting others? You know, I got to check my own life out, man. I can't wait for somebody just to hold me accountable. I got to look at it and say, okay, maybe this is why I don't have is because I don't give, you know, mm. um, you know, maybe, maybe that's my issue. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm so focused on uh, getting until I stop giving. And the Bible says the blessing is in the giving. It said it's more blessed to give than receive. But, you know, you wouldn't think that. The way things are going on in this world right now But um, you know what man The fact that we're having this conversation lets me know that it can all be turned around We don't have to be oh, it ain't too late. We don't have to be angry at the system We just got to realize You know what let's start fresh let's, let's, let's Take care of our children Take care of our responsibilities Let's keep the lines of communication open um, Let's just do the right thing Man and right is universal. Remember, right, yeah. right isn't just, just you know, 
color coordinated. <laughs> right is yep. universal. Yep. Period. That's it. That's it. You know, it's just, it's it's like love, man. A hug is a hug everywhere you go. Well, I guess uh, it's kind of hard for me to hug the system, bro. I'm going to be keeping 100 with you. <laughs> Well, you, you can give it. You can give it the system a goodbye hug. About that, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't need you no more. You know, I'm 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 good now. Um, you know, again, we used to have food stamps, man. You have to tear them out the book, you know. Uh, and there's a couple of blessings out of it. I learned it helped me to learn. You know, I get look. I don't care what I spend at a store. I can tell you what my change is going to be before they ring it up. I got that from food stamps, man, because, you know, you had to be able to count it out because whenever they give you your change back, the coin portion of it was always in cash. Then I knew how much candy I could buy or whatever. So it was a blessing. But then today, you know, people that go in, they have a card just like I do, you know. And, and again, I'm not hating on them at all. I'm just saying they've gotten that thing down now to where it's a card. See, before with the food stamps, you could sell those. You didn't know what the people were buying. But with the cards, they can at least track what you bought, whether it was you buying it or not. Now, I know mm-hmm. there's, um, I know that there's ways to, around it. I understand that. But for the most part, they know if you were buying alcohol with it or whatever, you know. But so, you know, and sometimes I've seen people go in there and get, you know, $200 worth of groceries for somebody like me, and I just give them the $200, you know. So, Oh, we it's gave him a hundred. I ain't gonna front. We we. <laughs> I was. I was. Well, listen, I I wasn't a recipient. You dig? Yeah. But I knew. I I grew up in a in an impoverished area, but we didn't qualify. Mm. You know what I mean? So I saw it, but what that helped me is, uh, it taught me you don't look down on anybody. Anybody's circumstance, yeah. anybody's situation. You dig? So just like it taught you about the change, about being able to count the change, it taught yeah, me that, yeah. you know, you're human too. Wow. Regardless. Wow. And if, you know, you came up short, you know, I I was blessed to always keep a couple of dollars in my pocket. <laughs> and I got you. So if you were at school, at the school that you attended, did they have like okay? At my school, you had either um, reduce or well, you, you know, if you could pay the full amount for the meal, that's fine. But you, most of the people got reduced lunch or free lunch. Reduced lunch was like I don't know, twenty five cent a quarter or something like that. And free lunch was just that, free lunch. So when you saw kids like that, did you did you did you see them ridiculed or did you? How did you handle it? Well, uh, I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you, like I always do. We lied on the application, you dig? So I received <laughs> uh, uh, reduced, and 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 once she realized what them numbers, how them numbers go down, she got better, <laughs> and I received free. But okay, it was go. never an issue, you know, because we didn't know. We didn't know we was poor. We didn't know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we ain't looking down. Like, 
hell you eating, we eating. You know, you'll eat that chicken yeah. sandwich or I trade you these fries for your fruit cup or what have you. It didn't yeah. matter. Okay. It didn't matter. Now, once we got mm. to high school, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we buying, we had pizza, like Pizza Hut. We dig? Mm-hmm. I'm, well, shit, no, I was in junior high school. You know, I buy a box of pizza for, I had messed up my knee. So my guy who helped me out, I buy a mailbox, I buy him a box. Him and his girl had a box and fruit juice. Me and my girl had a box and fruit juice. Like, that's what it was. But no, we did, I could we couldn't look down regardless of your situation. I will not look down on you. As a kid, you know, let's keep it a hunt. Like you're not in control of your situation. You're a kid. Yeah. Best looking at it from mm-hmm. this perspective now. Then it was just like <laughs> shit you eating. You know. It wasn't ha ha ha. He, you know, he getting, you know, uh, the free lunch at the at the boys and girls club at the park. Not nobody yeah. cared about that. We played like that was above our pay grade. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, we were just mad that they stopped us from playing to serve us lunch. <laughs> you dig? Like, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Like you said, it was above our pay grade. Yep. Wow. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? You bet that quiet. What's your thoughts? Oh, I mean, it, my situation was a little more complicated than y'all's. I, I live. I grew up with my grandma, who she did get food stamps, but when it came to, you know school lunches and stuff, and we couldn't qualify because our parents were in the military. So it was, we were, we were poor and not poor all, <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> kind of crazy, but yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, I can remember going into the store with the food stand book and I ain't gonna lie. I was embarrassed um, to, to use them and I hated it. You know, I gotta go in the store. Why? And you know, so I would sit up there and look around, and if somebody was in there I knew, boy, I wasn't going to the cash out. I'm not cashing out. You know, I'm gonna wait till they leave. That's how I was. And then I would, you know, they would um, they had them in the book, so I wouldn't stand there ripping out the book. I get a lady the book. You know, I ain't touching them. Yeah, you had that. You just give me back. You know, just give me back what I need. And um, so I was very embarrassed. But then when we went. You know, to school, and I saw people getting free and reduced lunch. I was kind of jealous because here you are, you don't have to pay for your lunch. So this change that you got in your pocket, you could get extra drinks. Well, you know, I only got and enough cookies. money to get my lunch and one drink. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so you getting extra drinks and, you know, having snacks and stuff. Well, I can't, you know, I can't afford all that. But if I was getting free lunch, I could use my money and get, you know, a honey bun and a and a Hawaiian punch. You know what I'm saying? And had that for the bus ride home. You know, so it was kind of. I think I was just all messed up. You know, didn't want to be poor and did want to be poor. Well, it was one of those. You know, you 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 had money, but you was poor. You had, you know what I mean? Like you wasn't poor, but you ain't had no money. We had money on paper. 
Yeah, well, right, all them paper right, right. we have money because yeah. my parents had, you know, good jobs and, you know, but we, we was actually poor. Ideally good jobs. Ideally good. Yeah. They had job security. Yeah. They have good jobs. Yeah. They had good job security. Right. Well, you know, so, yeah, but I mean, it's it's just one of those things to where, and even then, you know, we were, it was, it was easy to, to wake up and want to cook breakfast and only have three or four eggs. You walk next door, you know, hey, grandma says she needs some eggs. All right, here, you know, and then even, um, you know, the whole community look out for each other. You know, I could walk up the street and to my, to my grandma, to my, my brother's grandma's house, she made homemade jelly. So we, we never have to buy jelly, you know, because she made it homemade. So we would take her breakfast plate or dinner plate, she'd give a jar of jelly. So it was it was those things that that we did or that I remember, you know, doing as a kid. And, and when my grandma was running short on money, guess what she did? She sold food. She made plates and sold plates. You know what I'm saying? Like she she cooked. She always cooked. So guess what? I need a little bit of money. Let me go and sell these plates. You know, take the plates up to where my uncle used to work at and take his lunch. And she would sell a couple plates and get her some gas money. I mean, these we come from people who did whatever they had to do. And don't we weren't on food stamps forever because they. I mean, there was a time when them jokers stopped coming. There was no more butter. There was no more cheese. No more peanut butter. You know the 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 boxes. You go and stand in line and you get your box of stuff. You know that that stopped. Um, so you know at some point we we were okay. Um, you know, but until then we they were they did what they had to do. It, they didn't they didn't go and they didn't try and go and stand in the line. Two times to get double. They didn't go and try to say, "Well, I'm getting this. I need you to give me this, that, and the third too." They used the system so that um, until they got on their feet, and even in them using part of that system to get on the feet and make sure everything's okay, they still thought outside the box and did extra stuff. There were there were no mm-hmm. limits to them. You know, it, she she could get two bags of flour and and sell, you know, yeast rolls by, you know, by the dozen. You know, you know how much two bags of flour will cost? Probably back then, probably cost you 99 cents a bag. But, you know, it's those things. You spend $2 to get flowers and flour and you make, you know, 30 dozens of rolls. You sell those and guess what you've done? You made you a little bit of money. So, they did that. Now we just go and we sit in front of somebody and and lie or do whatever it is we have to do to to get this help and and then become totally dependent Please. on it. We stop. Yeah, we stop thinking. We stop creating. You know, there were there was an article that I saw a couple of weeks ago where ladies were were laid off up north. They started they started baking cheesecakes. And guess what? Guess who's selling their cheesecakes now? Walmart. You know, they got, you know, they put their cheesecakes in stores. Well, they only did this to kind of supplement their income during the time they were laid off. But guess what? Now they're business owners. You know what I'm saying? We we stop. We get lazy. Yeah, I remember 
we was uh, they had like a distribution center right up the street from the house, and so you know they I guess they had extras. So they would go around and you know their intentions were good, you know, to go around the community and and help out. So they came and knocked on the door, <laughs> and I, I, my grandmother, you know, she she's been on the line and, and she don't hold no punches. The wife, you'll tell them, I mean, zero punches at all. And uh, she can't hear you, you know. They came and with a whole box of shit, and she was like, "What is this?" Like my dog don't even eat this shit. Y'all take this shit on with y'all. And <laughs> I'm like, like damn, you know. They, she was like, nah. She was like, you you're not giving you giving us like like stuff you got to add water to. You know what I mean? It, like it's not even it's, it's processed. Like you're giving us all this processed stuff. You know, peanut butter was like crazy thick and cheese was even thicker, like you needed a damn rosebud to cut it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yet you want us to feed this to our our kids. You know, y'all not going out into the suburbs and giving this stuff out. Period. Bro, I'm talking about grandma went all the way in. All the way in. And I just felt bad for the lady. <laughs> I just felt I felt I felt really bad for the lady, but to her point, you know, when you're getting something for nothing, now you are subjected to give whatever they want to give you. Like you said earlier, Pastor, you know, in in certain areas they don't sell chitterlings or chitlins. They don't. You own it. You 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 definitely own it. But you know, so I, if we nothing else, we've definitely um, you know understand that there is a system, and um, you know we can continuously blame the system, or we can just do as uh, Miss Quick was saying earlier. You know, just do like those other women and buy some flour, get you a grind going. You know, so we can. Come out of it. I've known women to sell hair bows, make little hair bows with goo guns and all types of things. And you know, and all of a sudden people start craving those things. And before you know it, you know you may have a business going. But man, we just gotta. You don't have to depend on the system. If it's you gotta have it, you gotta have it. You know, but you don't have to go and sit in front of a uh, somebody that would tell you how to do this thing and really get you in deeper trouble, you know. So stop falling for the okie doke. That's all I can say. The banana in the tailpipe. That's it. That's it. And uh, Eddie Murphy was young then. <laughs> he was young. <laughs> he was still relevant Axel Foley. Yes. Yeah, man. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, and 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 unfortunately, we're still falling for it. So, I guess it's not so much the system is opportunistic, right? They just jump on the opportunity. It, it's up to us to 
say whether or not we want, you know, we accept or deny. But I think because it's quote unquote free money or free what have you, we 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 accept based on free, which that's the the fraudulent word because it ain't free. Somebody's paying. Hell, I'm a taxpayer, so that means I'm excuse me, probably paying. The the father of this kid or whoever is on child support is actually paying. So it's all because the system saw an opportunity to come in. Maybe it's because of the lack of communication, like you said, Pastor, or like the Mises say, you know, um, emotions or ego comes in, and here we are, relying on the system. And they have, in time, separated or, or made a greater division from the the father being a daddy or being the leader of his house or family. Is that what I'm hearing? You're on it. As far as I'm concerned, you're on it. Yeah. So what's the That's what what's the is. remedy? Just to recognize it for what it is. And and, and have some restraint, I guess. Don't settle and go get your own. Start your business. You know, in fact, it was a lady, my neighbor, her, her daughter's chair was, was in cheerleading. And she made their bowls. And she would make the bowls for the team and, and sell it. You know, I don't know how much she sold it for. I was young. But to the Mrs. Point with the lady with the cheesecake, she she had that entrepreneurial spirit. I don't, you know, once again, I'm, I can't say what she did with the money, how much she sold, but I know she would do it because that was the first time I ever really saw a glue gun in someone's home. Hmm. Thank y'all for that. <laughs> we didn't know. Oh, man. We 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 didn't know, but I know the old folks. All every old person I knew back in the days had a hustle. Of course. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They had a hustle. It wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing for doing somebody's laundry or cleaning a house or. Yeah, they did. Recycling they, they, cans. They, they, Remember they those picking up those aluminum cans. Nah, man, I take you back further. Picking up bottles, literally bottles. Mm-hmm. I mean, and taking them back. I mean, you're right. There was there was a hustle somewhere. Um, I don't know, man. We you know taking care of you know of children, you know, you know things like that, man. Just whatever it took, man, to make it. You didn't have the luxury of going and depending on the system to take care of of your kids. You know, all the as easy as it is now, I'll say. And they took better care back then. Miss well, so-and-so yeah. didn't work, bro. They Miss So-and-so made sure that they ate. They made sure, you know, they got on the bus, got off the bus, you know, like, for real. So like think that about community. what that did for, you know, think about what those ladies did for us. 
you know, for us, we had an opportunity to witness, you know what, this is what it takes. It takes, you know, whatever it is you have to do to make sure you have, this is what it takes. So there, there's a generation, you know, our generation that's out there that had these great examples um, of, of how to think outside the box and, and, and work with what you have and bring in, you know, you could bring in a little extra cash from paycheck to paycheck in between that time. If you know how to do something, like you said, clean a house, you know, clean a car, collect bottles, do cans, oh, yeah. you know, make bread, make cakes, you know, sell plates. I mean, shoot, truth be told, we talking about chitlins, but guess what? You can sell a chitlin plate too. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of those, it's those things, those women who were examples for us, they that's why we think this way. The problem now is that those examples are the, the people who were around that taught us this. Um, you know, they're not here. They, they the the generations that's being raised now are seeing different examples. They are seeing um, the examples that that let the system use them instead of using the system. Well, and then and too, you know, sensationalism at, at its best. You know, yeah. you go and get, you know, you want all everything right now. Truthfully, everybody want the most without putting in any work. Those old heads put in work. They go get what they go get, but they put in the work. You talking about selling chilling plates? Just think about how much work went into cleaning them, and then oh, how much work went into. Right. Airing the house out, <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean. But yeah. you're absolutely right. They put in the work. It didn't matter. I'm gonna do what I gotta do to make sure that these kids got something to eat. I'm gonna do what I gotta do to make sure these bills get paid. And I respect myself, so I'm not selling myself. Mhm. That's not an option. You are exactly right. You know, the deacon may come around, but he ain't come around. You know, For that? on payday. I'm just saying, Pastor. He may come around, but hey, <laughs> he know that 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 chicken now Thursday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Mm. <laughs> just saying. You know. mm-hmm. uh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go back to to our foundation, like we always say. It seems like every show we gotta go back to our foundation. And that part right there is part of our foundation. That that business about yourself as a old man say, Pastor, you know, you gotta have some business about yourself. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. So and that's what those women did. They they would cook, clean house, take care of babies, make hair bowls, do whatever they had to do, but they would generate some income, man. They they knew how to do it. They knew how to do it before there was a, a Uber and 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 dying, whatever you call these all these driving services or whatever, you had driving Miss Daisy. I mean, you know, it was a way mm-hmm. that they would find to make generate some income, you know, to keep the family going because they didn't have the luxury of, you know, that man um, being there to, you know, and they couldn't go to the government and say, you know, go to the system and say he's not doing his part, you know, can you get him? Uh, rather do you hear women. Thirty years ago, nope. forty years ago, I'll say getting child support. That wasn't 
you know, you got food stamps, but you didn't get, you know, the things that you get now. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, be mindful around this time. You remember now, uh, a lot of a lot of the veterans, you know, coming back, you know, screwed up from, from war or what have you, or even while they was out. That's when I believe all this really started in full swing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he ain't here, but we got to continue to, to thrive until he get back. He may send a couple of dollars because, you know, they really didn't get paid like talking about so they did what they had to do and like I said and kept the dignity about themselves while doing it mm. and, that's the key right there. and even even once I got the driving age I was working you know I was driving my grandma's friends around you know to the store go can you go do this do that and you know I was making two dollars yeah, running errands and shoot, I ain't mind. The only thing I had to do was drive the car, pop the trunk, I do his sit, you know, <laughs> sit and wait. Yeah, I'm listening to music and you know, and I mm-hmm. like driving. You know, I'm driving, right? Yeah, you know, it's just you know we get we get lazy and and we not we the thing is is we stop learning and we stop teaching. You know, and if and if we're not teaching our children, then guess who is? Mm. There's a problem right Ooh. there. You know what That's I'm saying? So, you know, it's it's just we got to do better. Not, I mean, as a people, forget about the color, forget about the class. I mean, as people in general, we just have to do better, you know? Oh, you hear that, Pastor? Every word of it. She, she, she spit, Nathan. Uh-huh. Like you wouldn't believe, all I need is uh, a synthesizer and and something. We can make some money right now. We can make some money off of that. Yeah, man, no doubt about it. <laughs> from the from the streets to the pulpit, volume one. <laughs> hey, mixtape. Another you quick joint. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm t- hey, I'm just I'm just saying, you know. I'm telling you, she, she, she's telling it like it is, man. And, I, and you know, I'm glad that it's coming from uh, a, a female because they're the ones that's usually left holding the bag. They're the ones that had to get, you know, creative. They're the ones that had to figure out, okay, how do I cause these eggs to multiply or whatever. They, they had to, you know, they had to do that. And um, my wife was walking by while I was, talking about the food stamps and she was talking about how most of the time when you got the food stamps they were it wasn't enough to you know to even last until the next batch came in you know so you had to you know it wasn't like you got you know two thousand dollars a month or sixteen hundred dollars a month you man you barely got enough i mean for it's just sickening to think about man but that's the way it was but those women made it Mm-hmm. Made it, you know, um, man. Pastor, then we got to the point where I remember when they, when they, you, you had to, they would only accept them in the book. They wouldn't accept <laughs> them ripped out because you know, <laughs> hey, that was a currency. That's right, but bro, he's keeping my wallet. He's keeping my wallet. That was a currency. <laughs> yeah, you're right. you 
Yeah, that's right. And and and, and we and we accept the neighbor form of currency, you know, for what have you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's gonna take some of these um older women to tell you know, the young girls now are not just young girls but everybody, you know, look you you gotta have some dignity about yourself. You gotta step up and uh you know, I believe a lot of businesses have been birthed out of lack. You know, it's just like, look, I got to do this. I mean, you know, gotcha. again, you know, um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's it's something. It's something else. But it's real, though. The struggle is mm-hmm. real. So since we we got to go back to our foundation, and our foundation wasn't. Um, handouts. No. 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 <laughs> no. That is not our foundation. You know, no. God. Is, I mean, God was. God was going to take care of you. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says something crazy. It says, "If he, if a man don't work, he don't eat." And so, when you hear that scripture, you know, uh, it's not always talking about a nine to five job. But God has put something in you. I don't know what it is, but he's put something in you to where you can survive. And if you're not going to work that thing, if you're going to try to do something else to make it, you're going to starve, man. You know, but we like to do things the world's way. It's easier just to go fill out the application, sit down and talk with that counselor, and then the system give you X amount of dollars and promise you that every time that man get paid, we're going to get this. But in my state, Every time that man pays that child support, he pays it to the system. And if he pays a thousand dollars, then that woman and that baby is going to get, you know, I don't know, a hundred dollars. Yeah, she's not going to get the full amount. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is. So, what exactly is the system doing that I can't drive it over here to Unfufu and say, "Here you go. Here's here's your grant." You know, They're getting well, paid to be an intermediary. Come on now, but listen, are, are 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 the women trying to punish the man or help the child? I mean, come on now, what you? <laughs> punish the man, no? Yeah, yeah, that's what man. they're trying to do. You know, that's that's the whole thing. That it's it's sad. It's unfortunate. You know, it's unfortunate and it's sad. Mm-mm-mm. And then here I am, have to go see him on Saturdays at the prison. <laughs> yeah, so. But mm-hmm. the, the, the saddest part is, soon after, you may be visiting the father and the son. Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. Again, that's how they, in my state, that's how they, you know, know when to add on to the prison. They. They look mm-hmm. at that, that reading level um, and that home situation, and it will mm-hmm. tell you in a heartbeat, yeah, you need to go ahead and start construction, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And who, that is absolutely mm. right. So it's tough, but, again, we we can't sit back and just, you know, talk about the system. We got to get back in the, you know, to doing things God's way, doing things the right mm-hmm. way. Fulfilling mm-hmm. our responsibility, you know, uh, and, and that and that'll be better. That it just works. It just works. People delivering food now. 
man. How how long has it been since black folk been delivering food forever, man? And now they they got mm-hmm. a, 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 a you know they got a, a business for that now. It's, it's a crazy thing. So again, I ask, what do we do? You ain't gotta ask again. I mean, we gotta get to work. That's what we gotta <laughs> do. I mean, we, you know, I think part of it one is is you gotta educate yourself, and you, you know, you gotta understand um, what help to take. From the system and and would help not to first and foremost, second, you know if you if you have a child and you know the father is is being excuse me a jackass then then give it some time because at some point God is going to deal with him it's inevitable and 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 when God has dealt with him, then maybe y'all can come together and have the conversation and and he can be involved in in both financially and, you know, provide emotional and, and whatever support that the child needs. Um, and then third, you know, I would say just, you know, until then, let's, let's do what our people before us have been doing all along, work. Y'all think they gave us chitlins? No. <laughs> they didn't give us chitlins. What happened? They gave us scraps. We made chitlins. You know what I'm saying? They gave us the feet. We we cooked pig feet. They didn't just give it to us and say, "Here, here's your." You know, it's. I guess now it's considered a, a delicacy. I don't know, but you know, it's. You know, they gave us scraps, and we and we made stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like they they gave us wool or thread. We made blankets. You know, so I guess for me, it's we always want to go back and say slavery this, slavery that. You know, y'all call this nigga this, nigga that, but guess what it did? It taught us how to improvise. It taught us how to survive. And we we pick parts of our history that that's relevant for a cause, but when it comes to working even if it means, you know, in a field or, you know, making food or cleaning house or, you know, picking up behind somebody else, we did it. Now it's just like, you know what, I ain't doing all that. I'm just going to go down here and I'm going to do this paperwork and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that. You know, like where's the joy in sitting on your ass and letting somebody – just give you stuff and you know and and then in, in 20 years you you give them your child you give them your child's freedom simply because you gave up you know nowadays I hear, every, I hear so many women talk about I'm a boss I'm a boss and I'm a boss bitch and I'm this that to one third and it's like damn you know how you a boss and your child's father on child support one thing I know that a boss can do, let's have conversation, communicate. A boss can handle 
handle conversation. They can negotiate business. Because even if we're not together, this is business. This kid needs this. You, you know what I mean? And even if we got to have grandma to mediate, because believe me, more people respect grandma than they do a judge or or any other system. But we're not communicating. But yet we everybody want to claim all these titles but not live up to it. Just like, you know, mm-hmm. another thing that irks me is when they talk about our mama and daddy. How is that? How is that? You're not a seahorse? How, how is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... We, so let's, let's remove mm-hmm. our all these so-called titles and images and, and be real with ourselves. Just like we said before, you know, look in the mirror and see all the true scars. But then it could go back to, like we said before, again, generational curses. Yeah. I mean, you just got to accept it. It's not going to be perfect, you know. I mean, and and there, with great reward comes great sacrifice. And that's just what it is. So, you know, you sacrifice, you grind it out, you be you be innovative, you be creative, you, you do, you know, what you need to do. Obviously, within reason is what we're talking about, you know, to make sure that you can fill in those gaps until um, you're able to have conversations to to have your child's father involved, you know, and um, that's for single moms, single dads, you know, aunts and uncles who stepping in, taking care of kids, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, we need to stop becoming dependent. On a system that's not built for our, I'd say success, but it's, it's not built to to help us prosper. But us not necessarily being 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 blacks or being you know, no, I'm talking men about or people. women, for, people. Period. Yeah, absolutely right. Period. Let's, I I'm mean, not, we just got to put that out there. It's not meant for human success. No. It's it's for their benefit. And now, and then too, Pastor, we were looking at this, uh, the show the other day, and it was talking about how, you know, they're privatizing prisons, and uh, they have to maintain a 90% occupancy rate, and the media moguls are the owners. Or investors of it, which are the ones who yes. put out, you know, the nonsense, the music, and and, and the shows, and and all. This. So of course yes. you have a vested interest of your ignorance, of your buffoonery, of your asinine actions, and that's just just you know another layer to everything we have we just talked about. Yeah, prisons, so they're, prisons, they're, and prisons and water plants. You know, water systems. All those things are in my state again. Uh, they're privatized now. They have to open up the bidding to see if uh, private, you know, um, corporations or private individuals can give us a better, can give you a better deal concerning it. So yeah, they privatize. That's why, you know, 
you, uh, you can kill somebody and I can just sell a nickel bag. I know you don't know what that is, but and I'll stay in there for 400 years. Why? Because they mm. they, they they benefit from that, you know. The nickel bag of funk. Yeah. Man, out of all I said, you caught the nickel bag part. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're right, you're about to get, you about to do them 400 off a nickel bag. You're absolutely right. Yeah, mm. but they they have a, a vested interest in filling those prisons because that, you know, <laughs> that keeps them fat and happy. You know, but um, it is what it is, man. We don't have to fall for the okie doke. We we just got to get up and just decide. Listen, that's that's it. I mean, that's just it. You know, till you get tired of something, man, you'll never do anything about it. And I'm about to throw up in my mouth now. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm tired of it. Nah, man. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. The, the system's not meant to make you wealthy or self sufficient. The system is meant for you to operate it so that they can be wealthy and self sufficient. Mm-hmm. Is that the same with the, with, with the drug epidemic? In the community, it's it's not meant, or or even, you know, uh, the pharmaceuticals, hell, or even tobacco, even, it's not meant for you to be healthy and well. That's There's exactly no money right. in you being, you know, independent. There's there's no money. There's That's more exactly money being right. addicted to something. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Well, better call it for what it is, then. And like you said, <laughs> stop falling for it. Stop, <laughs> stop falling for it. Mm. Well, the mission said earlier it's time for us to go to work. So it's that's it's time to go to work. Yep. In a language you can understand, you gotta. Gonna have to keep on shooting till you get that eight ball in. I know that's what you're doing. That's why I just brought that up. You know. I'm glad you said it. Call him out. <laughs> well, every, you got some people that sit around and 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 draw it up on paper and pencil. Some people have those thoughts stroking their beards. Some people have that's thoughts, right. you know. Hey, that's how. <laughs> that's that, that how eight he ball. That's how I think. He think but just remember, his hand. So you know something is working in his mind. Remember this now. You you know you know your strength if you the last ball on the table. <laughs> everybody everybody be gone, but that eight ball still standing. <laughs> so that is that it, being said, I mean, let's let's, let's go to work. <laughs> let's let's get to it. So our job right now it seems like it is to make it more about the community help at every opportunity that you get. So that way someone else would be more inclined to come for help and someone to be more willing to help someone else. I essentially pan it forward. So we got to be that example. We got to demonstrate how it goes. We got to get back to the old ways. When it's the community is humanity first. Mm-hmm. There we go. 
Miss Quick, if your heart and mind is clear, we got to go to work. We got to get off this phone. <laughs> yeah. Pastor, my brother, your heart, mind, Cliff? Yes, sir. My heart, mind is clear. Pastor, please go ahead and, and pray us home and pray that people are strong enough to come and ask for help or people ears are attentive to those who need help. Essentially, we've got to make yeah. our conversation and communication stronger. So let's pray for that, please. Yeah. Yes, sir. Lord, thank you so much for the show tonight. Thank you for the, the content. Thank you for the openness and the honesty. Um, a lot of what was said and discussed, I'm sure others may have already known the information, but it's good to get it out in the open. And the truth be told, God, we've identified or at least discussed uh, a problem or an issue that exists. Now, Lord, we need to get back to the way you intended for it to be. Uh, God, you said it's not good for man to be alone, and you never meant for us to get out here and have to make it by ourselves. There's others that you've ordained to be a blessing to us. You call it the body of Christ, and you said that we ought to work together. Help us, God, to be able to open our mouths and say, look, I need help. Help us not to be ashamed. Help us to drop our pride and say, I need help. But, Lord, send us to the right place not to the system, not to the wrong person, but to the person that understands that, you know what, I'm glad you came to me because I am in a position to do that for you. And then God help us, Lord, to be able to look out and say, I've been there before. I know you're hurting, and I'm here to be a blessing to you. Help us, God, to get back to doing things your way. We can complain about the system all day long. We can ask you to change the system, or we could just get back to doing things your way. Lord, everybody has a dream on the inside, a vision on the inside, a business on the inside, and I pray, God, that we'll get creative and say, look, I can do this, and not only will that bring God's glory and be a blessing to somebody, but it'll help resolve the issue that I'm dealing with. Thank you, God, for a show that allows us to discuss discuss such issues, even though they hurt. And now, God, I pray that you keep your hand on it and give everybody the rest that they need but also help us to go to bed excited, knowing that we're going to do something about this thing. It's not going to stay this way. As the old song said, trouble don't last always. Thank you, God, that we got somewhere to go when we have nowhere else to go, and that's to you. So thank you so much. We're going to leave it right there in your hands. And until we come together on uh, next Tuesday, thank you, Lord. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, family, that concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am Mr. Quick. We have Pastor Robinson and Miss Quick. Remember, man that don't eat, don't work. Work your gifts. Work your talents. And do it with dignity, respect, and class. First and foremost, love God. Love your community and love yourself. Peace.